today's kernel is going out to Samir2002 over on Instagram. He's a listener of the podcast and we got to chat a little bit over on Instagram. So Samir, thank you so much for the support and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I think a lot of us, we've heard about estate planning. That's a term we've heard thrown out there and my mind automatically goes to, well, what's going to happen to my money when I die? You know, that's where my mind drifts when I hear that term. But there's also the issue of what's going to happen to you physically if something were to happen to you. This is something I haven't really thought enough about, I don't think, (laughs) on my side. And so I am very excited to have Ifoma Ibekwe joining us here on the podcast. She also goes by Ify, if you look for her on the internet. Uh, How are you doing today? I am doing great, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you taking some time to join me here. Absolutely. I'm very excited for a popcorn session time frame. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was looking at your site, and one of the things I loved that I saw on there was this line that said that you're the attorney you call when things are going right. I purposely pick that type of law because I don't want to be up all night with someone's emergency. And so if you're ready and you're intentional about wanting to plan for your life and for whoever is coming after you, your descendants, absolutely. That's a happy thing to plan for versus a crisis. Yes, exactly. As an estate planning attorney, you've seen, I'm sure, a lot of different situations, a lot of different scenarios. And so when we're talking about incapacitation when something has happened to you i had no idea that you really should be wrapping that into your estate planning process so would you mind kind of talking to us about the scenarios in which that's involved in the estate planning process and how does that how does that look so i'll make it very easy for everybody who's listening if you are over the age of 18 and you're you have competency or capacity which means you're able to make decisions for yourself you need an estate plan. So let's just make the the level playing field everybody just about. And of course, there are exceptions to that. Part of estate planning is your health decision. So when you hear about people having a medical power of attorney or having end of life documents or having something called a living will, I think a lot of people think that that's what a will is, but it's really If I'm dying, here's the kind of intervention that I want medically. That's a huge part of estate planning. We are in the COVID era as of this recording, and right now we're seeing surges in India particularly. But remember New York last year and all the people that were just coming in and dying? So many people didn't have any estate planning done around their healthcare decisions. And so what ended up happening on a whim is you don't get to have an advocate. You can't have somebody know what you'd like so they can step in as an agent or proxy. Basically, they represent you legally to say, no, I don't want them on a ventilator. So we had hospital boards making that decision. And committees of people just on a whim because there was no advocate. And that's a very dramatic situation, but it happens every day because people don't put these things in order. And so instead of thinking of estate planning about what's going to happen with my assets and my house and my stuff and my Bitcoin, (laughs) it also has to do with what was going to happen to my physical person. Hmm. That's something that it just doesn't come to your mind. I just think money, estate, money. That's all I'm thinking about, (laughs) not what's going to happen to me. 
And so how does this come into play? Because, you know, I'm sure people aren't walking around with their will or their trust in their back pocket, you know, <laughs> ready in case of an emergency. So if, if there is an, like a medical emergency, how does that play out if you have these documents in place versus if you, you don't? What you do when you set up these sorts of documents is that whoever you've appointed as your first point of contact and then your backup, you should have a conversation, first of all, and say, are you okay being this person for me? And then you give them a copy of it. And so just like if you go to the hospital, they're going to want to identify you and make contact with your doctor or with your next of kin. That's the kind of person that you might consider having as an agent or proxy for you. Additionally, people leave their medical powers of attorney with their doctor's offices. And so if there's something going on, they can they would have a copy and know, okay, this is their person because it's not automatic. I have a nurse friend who told me that there are people who carry that on them. Really? And so when you're, yeah, and I had actually <laughs> never heard that, but I think because she was working in Bronx hospitals during COVID, she has seen that. And so I thought that is... That's absolutely an option as well. But most importantly is the communication aspect. Because fundamentally, if somebody is reaching out to find out where you are, or if there's an emergency, you want that person to already have the information on hand. So they're not like, can you send me that file? You know, and that's a huge part of it is communication. If you've ever paid off a student loan or started a business, you know how life-changing it can be. So wouldn't it be nice if there were some way to celebrate that? That's why I started Statement Cards, because financial accomplishments and career milestones are as worthy of celebration as pregnancies and engagements, and it's time to give those milestones the recognition they deserve. Head to StatementCards.com to check out our full line of greeting cards. That's StatementCards.com. So if I'm someone, I don't have anything in place right now. Like I'm just hearing about this for the first time, or maybe you're just reminding us all that, hey, this is something we should be thinking about. What does that process look like for setting up something like this? Okay. So like I said, if you are 18 and you're listening to my voice and you have capacity and you're competent enough to make decisions for yourself, you must have an estate plan. And what that is going to entail is some sort of distribution document. A lot of people are building wealth and getting all their brokerage accounts together and real estate investing, but there's no mechanism to pass that on to the next generation. And so what you want to set up is some sort of a distribution documents. For some, that's a will. And we've been told, you should have a will, you should have a will. For some, that's not sufficient. You might need a trust, which is going to detail who's going to get what or what organization or cause you want to support. So you're going to need that in place for sure. So Chris, you're going to need that this year, this quarter. Please write it down, especially if you have children, you need some sort of plan for them as well, because it's not automatic that if something happened to both parents, that they're going to go to your sister versus your brother. Who's going to know who they're supposed to go to versus a parent or a cousin, right? So you want to make sure these things are planned for. And like I mentioned, your healthcare decisions, that's all going to be part of it. Who are your people? Who's your person? You don't have to have a whole squad. You can just have one key person who's going to help you in a time of emergency. Or even if you're unavailable and you need somebody to pay something at your, you know, at a bank or a lender that is a recurring bill or uh, something that pops up and you're out of the country, you can plan for that. When I talk about estate planning, I don't want you to leave here thinking, just get a will. I want you to think, 
get a comprehensive, holistic estate plan that not only will protect you, but it'll also protect whoever you're leaving assets to. It is such a powerful way to think about the situation, about not just, like you said, not just you, but what about your kids? What about right. the people in your life that you would, that you prefer to have helping you in these exactly. different situations? Uh, it's nice to be able to make that decision for yourself and not have just a random stranger decide what's going to, to happen for you. Oh, man. And it happens so much because people, they're just like, they'll figure it out. My husband will know what to do. He'll, but what if your husband disagrees with your mother? And yeah. you're in the hospital and you have no voice. Who's going to know? Help them in those situations. Think about what it would do to a family to break apart over a disagreement in such a, an emergency. Exactly. And, and it's such a kind thing to do to your family to mm-hmm. take that weight off of them in, in such a traumatic time and let them just worry about dealing with the grief of the situation and not have to become you know, financial planners or medical experts and make all these right. big decisions. 70% of Americans don't have any kind of estate plan. When it comes to Black people, that number is about 75%. As of this year, there's a study by Caring.com. So we have to normalize it. Wow. Well, thank you so much for, for coming and starting this conversation. Hopefully for a lot of people to make them think, what do they need to be doing and what are those things that they've kind of overlooked? Uh, and before we get out of here, is there anything uh, going on that you want to share with the rest of us or where can people go if they want to reach out to you and say hi? Right. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm the Just In Case Lawyer. I'm also available at willsintexas.com. If you're interested in, in getting a will or an estate plan done in the state of Texas, I'm happy to give you a complimentary consultation. And And I wanted to announce I'm writing a book on estate planning for the rest of us because I think so many people don't find it accessible. And it's going to be a how-to guide coming out late this year or early next year. Oh, nice. Well, I'll make sure I put all that in the show notes so that way people can uh, easily find it when they're uh, <laughs> they're not driving to do another thing. So Absolutely. And come over and say hi. So, But thank you so much, Ifoma, for joining me here on the podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge on this. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for coming by and joining me again here on the podcast. If you haven't already, come look for me on Instagram. You can find me at Popcorn Finance Podcast. It's always great to connect with you all there. So feel free just to drop by and say hi or maybe ask a question if you got something that's on your mind. And a couple of weeks ago, I gave you all a sample of the other podcast I host called This Is Awkward. If you're interested in hearing more awkward money situations and you want to learn from our experiences, you can click the link in the show notes to listen or just search for This Is Awkward wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. So as always, I appreciate you all joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.